we need to uh, take advantage of the opportunities in front of us always. And that's what I would offer to everyone that's listening to this is that right now, even before the pandemic, now we're in this pandemic, you still have opportunities and you need to take advantage of them. Otherwise, you're still going to be the same person, right? The people that were complaining about the opportunities and how there's no opportunities before this pandemic are now still complaining about how there's no opportunities. Those are going to be the same people that after this pandemic are still complaining of no opportunities. There's always opportunities and take advantage of them and you'll do just fine. And sure, the results might get swayed a little bit. Like, you know, my goal is 750,000. I still believe it's definitely possible. But at the end of the day, I'm just trying to do the best I can right now. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Thanks so much for joining me on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Really excited to be bringing you an amazing leader. His name's John C. Morgan III, and John actually has participated for six years. He's in his sixth year in our business, Student Works East, Student Works West. So, and I'll get into how that has set up, but basically a separate business that uses our trademark. And John really we talk a lot about philosophy which is fascinating john john's actually studied stoicism and uh, he is a really really top performer one thing that he did was after his first year of school he discovered well maybe i'm just going to focus on just getting the best i can as a leader as an operator and i could see myself making over a hundred thousand dollars running this business and so he has you know, year in, year out. And this coming year, his goal is to do $750,000 worth of business. He's on track for that. At the time, um, the, the meeting was held April 9th, and he had $291,000 worth of work booked. He does this full time, and he is in the top 1% of Canadians' income earners at a very, very young age. He also runs an amazing podcast called The Weekly Call with two amazing alumni and, uh, well, sorry, uh, Austin Trudeau, uh, who is not an alumni. He's uh, one of our still top performers and district managers. And Amar Abushakra, um, somebody who broke the all-time record in, in uh, did $500,000 in Eastern Canada last year. So an amazing conversation, really, really great leader, a great, great young leader. And um, I know you're going to love it. So if you know great leaders, people who are really striving to, to be amazing leaders, please send them my way because I would love to help them and help them discover the best leader in them. So you can reach me at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. You could share this podcast. You could have them go to studentworks.com and find out more about our program. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day. So, John, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be on here. I, I know that uh, I've been talking to Amber and Austin uh, about you and, and how I want to be on this podcast. Yeah. So I'm glad to, want to get on. Well, that's fantastic. And, and you know, what's really neat, just, just for our, our leaders uh, listening to the pod, a lot, a lot of people don't know the history of West Coast and East Coast student works painting. 
So, so, um, and you may not know either, John. I but, don't. No, I don't. Yeah. So, so John is is a, a leading, and we'll get into uh, what what John is at West, but but um, is one of the leading, and likely this year the going to be the leading franchisee ever in the history of uh, StudentWorks West and maybe StudentWorks Canada. Uh, but StudentWorks West was was started by Andrew Britnell. Um, and Andrew Britnell was uh, an operator who went to the University of Western Ontario. He actually painted, we actually, uh, he was a painter of mine on a, on a, on a job no site way. that I worked on. Yeah, yep. yep. Oh, so we, we went way, way back. Um, and he was a district manager with us, uh, you know, really, really excelled at the highest level. And then he sought the opportunity to go and expand student works out to Western Canada. And I can't remember, it was... I believe it was 91. I know by 92, he was out there running his own, own thing. Um, and, uh, and then just continued to develop and grow. We really um, recognize him as adding an enormous amount of value to our business. One of the things that Andrew was, is he was really a systemizer, really great at structures. Um, and uh, that's not something that I'm very good at. So one of the things that I was able to do is, is and, and just because he shared a whole lot, was able to sort of take what he had developed and, uh, um, and, and sort of add to our business. I know we, uh, he created the first Simon, which is our information management organizational network. And, uh, and then we co-created uh, with Dan Cripps as well. Um, and Dan Cripps was involved in the first Simon as well with Adam Crandall, our latest uh, amazing uh, program with, with Stephen Lachance. And so yeah. we've uh, raised over $1.6 million with MS as, and we share the trademark uh, that we share right across Canada. So there's all sorts of things that we share and there's two separate businesses, but we've always been really close. And I know I'd heard about you uh, uh, because of your, your high performance. And I'd heard really great things uh, from, from the vice president, Corey Bartram, who you work directly with. And I know last I do, yeah. summer, Amir was looking, or Amr was looking for, um, you know, hey, who else is really doing really well? And I, I, I hooked you guys up. And I know you guys have been talking ever since. So maybe you can share a little bit about, uh, about your relationship with Amr and Austin. Yeah. So I guess originally Amr had called me. Uh, I was actually on Corona Crescent. It's a street in Kelowna. I'll never forget it because I was outside this job. And, uh, you know, this guy calls me from out east. And you know, I sort of had a, a bit of an ego at the time in the sense that, you know, I, I had thought that I was the only one with this goal of 500,000, right? Right. I didn't even know that anyone else existed. And, right. you know, I, we don't really know because we don't share the same leaderboard, you know, yes. like that it's, it is two separate companies. And so I had, you know, this guy calls me, his name's Ammer. And, you know, I thought he was just another rookie or another franchisee who calls me. I get a lot of calls from a lot of people, you know, asking for advice and, right. you know, really know much of it. And, and so I didn't really take him seriously see it first. And right. uh, it turns out that he was a heavy hitter. And um, so, you know, we started talking more and more and I realized, okay, this guy actually has um, a lot of value to offer to me, you mm -hmm. know, because a lot of the conversations I have with people are more or less just me reformulating my ideas. And, you know, there is value in the sense that when, you, when you're talking about things, uh, you can harden your position on them and you can sort of uh, better understand your, your own thoughts. For but sure. Ammer, it was just one of the few conversations I had with a franchisee where he was offering me value with his own unique ideas. And I just yes. cherish that. 
and you know Ammer, um, and I also thought it was you know really interesting on Ammer's character to to you know humbly come to me and ask me for advice. You know, and, sure. And so I, I kind of reflect on that in the sense where it's like, damn, like you know he kind of jumped, like he he was a step ahead of me. Like I yes. should have been calling him, yeah, right, asking him for advice, right? Yeah. And uh, so that 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 made me reflect on my own ego on that. And then of course uh, naturally he introduced me to Austin, who was another heavy hitter out east and. And uh, all three of us got together and decided that we would do what's called a weekly call. Right. And it's now a podcast, but originally, you know, it was just all three of us hopping on a, on a, on a phone call and sharing our ideas. And yeah, it was so. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's awesome. And so, so one, a couple of things to sort of, to sort of highlight there for our leaders listening is, is number one, one really great thing is, is always be seeking out other people who can provide value for you. Like that's a really yes. great best practice. And by the way, what, you know, John called himself out on said, Oh, wow. Maybe, you know, gee, maybe I was thinking too highly of myself where it's like where our ego can actually get in the way. And, and I, I know a lot of successful people who won't call and ask for help, who won't call just because yes. they, their ego traps them. Well, if I called, then that would mean I need help. Well, what's wrong with that? You know, like yes, it's exactly. kind of funny. Like, why would that be a bad thing? I don't understand. But anyhow, a lot yes. of people get get stuck. Well, I don't, I not and or I don't need help. Well, okay, maybe you don't need help. You're still gonna win, you're still gonna be successful, but why wouldn't you want help? But but it's 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 sort of we get trapped with our ego. And the other piece as well is is you've really identified as well that no matter what, when we're in conversation with others, like to teach people is actually to learn your your learn more yourself right very much you know, so you, very yeah, much you, so if you really want to know something go go teach it because then you find out ooh there's some flaws i haven't really been able to explain yes. that properly right well yeah like i uh you know like i said i get a lot of phone calls from a lot of people right and yeah. you know I, I really take that uh you know as a great responsibility right like i want to make sure that when someone's calling me that I give them the best advice possible. I don't right. want to give them bad advice, right? So I kind of mm -hmm. want to maybe go to the top shelf and get the good stuff for them, yeah. right? You know, the stuff that's been maybe aged a little bit. And, and you know, that, that, and I mean that in a deep analogy in the sense that, you know, I don't want to present people just the random things that, you know, if I read a book, I want to let that stew a little bit, right? I want to think about that. I want to reflect right. on it. I want to make sure that I have that concrete idea that I can come in and present to someone else. Um, and I think it'd be almost disrespectful to to present just you know the random whims of my brain to someone. Yeah. Right, without no. I, well, it. yeah. No. I think you're 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 trying to operate, or you are operating at a higher level of integrity, right? Like in, in integrity in a bigger, broader sense. Like you know, here's here's yes. how I should operate. Here's what I can operate. So why wouldn't I operate? Do well, what it'd I be uh, it, it's a fear of mine to give someone advice that they might act on, right? I mean, most advice is just simply not acted on anyhow. Yes, of course. But but of course, I would hate to offer the one advice that they do act on, and it's crap advice. That'd be yes, <laughs> what a terrible thing that would be, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so for our for our leaders, why don't you share about your experience with Student Works West? I know you've been around a while. Maybe you can just walk our our team through you know your experience at Student Works West. Well, where, where would you like me to start? Like I mean, just in terms of your first year, you came and joined the program and, and sure, how did, yeah, how did mean, your years go? Yeah. So my, my first year um, didn't really do that well, I'll be honest. I actually won an award out West, which I like to basically refer to as uh, I was so terrible and ended up being half decent, right? It's the Comeback and Resiliency Award. I, uh, I only booked uh, $6,500 in my preseason. 
right. which is from January to April. And uh, I think I was like six for 36. And wow. Corey always tells a story. Yeah, yeah, that was my first 36 estimates. Was, uh, so it was uh, $6,500 in bookings. So average job size of what, $1,000 or so. And uh, Corey always tells a story. Uh, of, it was because the Minnesota Viking socks that I wore. And I wasn't a very good salesman. Uh, right. Production uh, was very hit and miss, uh, very disorganized. You know, really what I was plagued by in my first year was just a lack of integrity in business. Okay. You know, uh, very dishonest individual. You know, every conversation I had was very manipulative on, on my end of just basically trying to get the most out of the relationship for me yeah. and only having that concern of what, how is this going to benefit me? Right. And in a completely funny, you know, it, like it, it, what I've learned now is that it actually, what it ended up doing was costing me all my relationships with everyone, including my district manager. I mean, no one could trust me, not my clients, not my painters, couldn't mm -hmm. even trust myself. Right. And my results were absolutely terrible. Right. And I mean, we can obviously dive deeper into the story of how you want, but essentially I, uh, I started realizing that, you know, this is not the way to operate. And, and so right. I discovered a, a man named Marcus Aurelius, who was a, who was a Roman emperor and right. one of the great Stoic philosophers. And I, I, I my, his book is right on my bedstand right now. And I read it every night. Right. And I discovered that, you know, I, I need to increase my integrity and I need yeah. to become ethical and, and, and actually seek to improve. And so over the last uh, five years, I've went from being, uh, would say like a bottom of the barrel franchisee to now possibly being, I would say number two in, in company history. Right. Behind Ammer. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's really fascinating. And I just, I love, um, you know, just putting it on the line. So thank you, right. For, for sharing what was so, you know, Hey, I was just manipulative. I was dishonest. Obviously it wasn't working six for 36, right? No, no it really um, was not. You know, so, no. <laughs> but, but it, it's funny, and I know I had the opportunity to work with Ammer during his record-breaking year, and I, I know one of the big things he discovered in his first year was once I really got, I was just going to be about my customer, and I was just going to go and try to find the best opportunity for them and really, really um, be in their world, as it were, you know, live for them, provide my service for them. All of a sudden, my business exploded. He broke the all-time rookie record and then went on to break our all-time record. Yes, and, yes. And it's through the space of trying to contribute to others. So because I think we as humans have all these literally built up over generations and millennium warning signs for us to go, oh, this isn't smelling right. This isn't feeling right. Everything I'm sensing about this person, he's trying to or she's trying to take advantage of me. And that's why, again, con men or con people um, are very unique because it's it's really is hard to con people because we're you know it's like you just sense it right. And and so so what a what a tremendous transformation right of 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 being who you were and now being really about integrity. Well, it's interesting you say that. So yeah, you are right. It's it's actually much harder than anyone would possibly think to con others, but it's yes. incredibly easy to con yourself. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I hear you. And so another really unique thing about so when you first joined Student Works, John, were you in were you in school? I was. So I, I went to uh, Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops. Okay. And uh, I was studying business, although. 
like, you know, most business students would tell you my first year was mainly just general studies and, and right. my uh, favorite subjects were not, you know, usually the business courses. So, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so, so that did, did you just do one year? I did. So I, uh, so I did the one year of university and, uh, at the end of the, my summer, you know, I, I kind of reflected of whether I wanted to go back to school or not. And, you know, surprising enough, I mean, for a franchisee that only did like, I think 72,000 by boat cruise or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, I remember having a conversation with my aunt and I said, you know, I think I can make a hundred grand in one summer doing this, like in profit. I was like, wow. I think I can do it. Right. And, uh, and so I was like, you know what? I think, I think that like, I was like, I bet I could do $260,000 in sales next year. I'm like, I, you know, cause I, I just like, I kind of started at the end of the, my first year, I started realizing, oh, okay. Like there's so much I did wrong. And if I, if I did 72,000 at like what I would consider like a 1% efficiency, I was like, yes. oh, okay, I bet like one day I could do 750,000. You know, like right. I was like, I, I, so yeah. So I, I decided to drop out or discontinue my study. Cause I, I, uh, yeah, I just, I just believed in, in the system and I didn't really want to go back to school despite right. me actually thoroughly enjoying school, by the way. Like I, I love, totally, love. I totally, I totally get that. And, and again, I actually am a listener of the, the, uh, the weekly call podcast. And, and, uh, and so I've listened to a whole number of them. So, so I feel like I know you, uh, cause that's oh, okay, one of the yes. things that podcasts do is, is just because you talk about all sorts of things and it's like, Oh, I've, 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 I've been in all sorts of John Morgan conversations. Yes. Because yes, one of the things that really fascinates you, and I guess you can just get a sense of some of the books that I have, I've got lots yes. and lots and lots of books is, is we also have another thing in common, which is I love to read. And I, and I, yes. and, I and I think it's made such an, in, in really, really impactful, um, a real impact on my life. And, and again, certainly I've learned way more since university, not to say that I, I, I think I got a lot out of my university career, but really, if I think back on it, really the biggest thing I got was student works. And then the yeah. second thing I got was a university swimming career. Uh, which I really loved, and and we won a national title, uh, and a bunch of great friends. But you know, your your decision to sort of just say, "Hey, I'm going to go without university and that you know ticket or that like degree," you know, but but you've really still committed uh, to your education. So why don't you describe to our leaders what you're doing and how how you you know keep learning. Yeah. So like one thing I should mention with that is I've spent more on my education than the average, like, or than I would have spent if I had, I continued school. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, um, I probably own maybe $15,000 in books, right. uh, you know, uh, between seminars, business yes. courses, you know, everything from, you know, taking, yeah, going to a 10 X growth conference, yes. Tony Robbins events, yeah. landmark events, exactly. Uh, you know, just everything I possibly can. But mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't really, you know, what I've done to basically learn, I suppose, is, is I take that process seriously mm -hmm. and I don't forget that that's what I am trying to do is learn. And, and right. that might be seem like a small point, but when I'm reading a book, you know, when I was in school, I was reading just because, you know, I wanted to do well on a test. Right. Right. And, and that was my goal was I right. just wanted to do well on a test. Right. I, you know, my goal was to have the top GPA in the school. I had okay. the third highest GPA in the school. I, you know, I read every textbook 12 times before every test. Wow. I was so arrogant on my, on my uh, exams. I used to write the page number that I thought the answer was on. Right. Because I'd read the textbook so many times. Right. But I'd miss, but I misunderstood what I was trying to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to do well on a test. Right. But I wasn't trying to learn. Right. And so now, you know, 
I'm always trying to learn. I'm trying to learn from you in this sure. conversation. Yeah. Right? I'm trying to learn by speaking to others. I'm trying to learn from Corey. I'm trying to learn from Dan. I'm trying to learn from yeah. anyone I speak to, right? Doesn't matter who it is. Absolutely. Right? Like, you know, even from the Starbucks barista, how is yeah. she communicating with me? Yeah. What makes her a good barista versus the yeah. barista I had yesterday? Right. Always trying to analyze things, always trying to reflect and, and uh, really just trying to figure out uh, the best way to learn. So I guess in a, in a long about way, I, I always want to learn and I take yeah. it very seriously. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a really important distinction. Um, life, if we make life about results and not that life doesn't matter, results don't matter by any ways, yes. but, but if we make life about results, then it's about another target, another target, another target which is fine if it's a game, but if that's going to be my satisfaction, because, you know, let's say you do 750 this year and then what's your next target and then what's your next target. And then, but pretty soon it, it becomes like, what's the excitement there? What's the real passion there? Uh, you know, I'm doing decades and decades of another target, but you know what you never get bored of doing, or sorry, I've never got bored of doing is contributing or learning. You know, I, I always, totally. always, and it just lights me up. It's like, oh, wow, this is really great, you know? So, you know, how do you structure, you know, your, your, your days, like, um, you know, for your learning? And, and maybe, during, maybe you can look at it during the off-season and then during the season uh, for, for, sure. for learning. Sure, yeah. So I guess what you mean, like, the structured learning, yeah. I, so, like, you know, I'll kind of answer this in a, in a bit of a roundabout way. So, sure. meditation, okay? And there's the formal practice of actually meditating itself, right? And I really want to drive this home of what I was trying to say earlier about how you need to take learning very seriously in every moment. Because right. formal meditation practice, you know, I go out, there's a deck over here and I sit on my chair and that's right. my formal time, right? I take 10 minutes, I listen to the Sam Harris app. I've been doing it for two years now. It's great. Right. That's the formal meditation. But it's not to be confused with that that's always available to me. Absolutely, yes. I can always become present. Yeah. But I can always reset. Yeah. I can always, right, listen to the birds chirp. Yeah. I can always yeah. listen to the cars nearby, right? Mm -hmm. Even when I'm in an argument with my girlfriend. Yeah. Right? There's other things going on. Yeah, exactly. And so the formal practice of learning. So, you know, to answer your question, I meditate for 10 minutes in the morning, right? right. I, I read for two hours in the morning. I read an hour before I go to bed, mm -hmm. but I'm always trying to learn. Right. Right. It's always available to me. Every right. conversation is an opportunity to learn. Right. So even if I'm talking to a client who's mad, I view that in the same opportunity as sitting down to read for two hours. Right. And that's what I mean by taking it seriously is that there's the formal practices that we humans call learning. Yes. But that's not to be confused with every moment is an opportunity to learn. Right <laughs> now, awesome. I think that all of us have the greatest opportunity potentially in human history to learn about ourselves. Who are you as an individual? Because I think right now we're all being shown who we really are. How are right. you responding to this event? This yeah. is an opportunity to not only learn about yourself, but about others. Right. So I guess in a roundabout way, there's the formal practice of learning and then there's life, which I think life has changed. Life is learning. Yeah. No, I think I love that. I love that. And just to sort of date, I guess we're, we're talking April 9th. So we're, so, uh, yes, yes, so, yes, so yes. this is, so we're going to make this, uh, you know, uh, an evergreen, but also just, uh, we're, yes, we're in the middle of, 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 of a lockdown or a nationwide or really largely world worldwide lockdown, um, for, for COVID 18, 19, sorry. And, uh, and, and, but you're right. It's like, I, I've, I've had a, uh, meditation practice. Uh, and it's just kept 
getting more and more deep and evolved. And there's no question that, that it's every moment is way more mindful than it used to be. Uh, yes, than, it, than yeah. it was a year ago or two years ago. And just, just because once you recognize what it is to be mindful, you want to be more mindful. And, and it is yeah. so true yeah. how, how, you know, when we're entering into those conflicts or more challenging circumstances, if we go into them, what am I missing? Why, why isn't this working? You know, usually it always works. Why, why is this not working? Right? Like you go in with a better yes, question, yes. you're way more likely to go, ah, oh, God, I'm, this is what it is. Isn't that fascinating? Right. Well, in a mindful and learning pro, mindful in a learning lens on it, but uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. you know, that's wonderful. Yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you about is, yeah. is about stoicism. So maybe you could, you know, uh, share with our, our leaders about stoicism and what, what that's got you fascinated by. I know I've read a number of books on stoicism, but I'd love to hear, hear what you had to say about it. Yeah. I mean, where, where would you like me to go with that? Like what, like, you know, like what is stoicism? Yeah. Like what my, is stoicism? You know, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess in a, in a very brief way, I mean, cause it's just, a, there's so many rabbit holes you can go, go down here. Uh, Stoicism is an ancient Greek philosophy, okay, and it was founded by a, a, a merchant, Zeno of Centrum, and it's sort of an interesting little founding story in the sense that um, there was a purple dye, okay, like the, you know, we all kind of know that purple is the color of royalty. Right. And there's, some, there's a lot of fascinating books on this, in, in, on the dye staff, but basically the, in order to make purple dye or how they had to use to make purple dye, okay, and this is about... I want to say about 100 AD, okay? Okay. And they they would have to get these seashells, thousands and thousands of them, okay? And this is what Zeno was. He was a merchant in these seashells. He would break up and make this purple dye, okay? And uh, there was one day where there was uh, they were out at sea collecting these seashells, and they're in this uh, boat, and it's rocking like crazy, and, and he gets thrown overboard, and it was this huge traumatic event. And it was at this moment he realized that uh, it's not events themselves that harm us, but rather our thoughts of them. He ended up being just fine, right? Every, but but in the, in, it was a panic in the moment, right? And so he ended up find, founding this school of thought called Stoic philosophy, and it was founded a, uh, amongst other philosophies as uh, cynicism, which was very popular at the time, and as well as uh, Epicureanism, which uh, right. Ammer actually is a very big proponent for, interesting right. enough. But and uh, in, in so Stoic philosophy, I guess in a modern sense, is uh, in the most simple way is uh, to focus on what we can control and right. to become indifferent to what we cannot control. And uh, it's interesting to see, you know, I know like uh, even Dan Cripps, the CEO of StudentWorks, you know, talking to him, I don't think in any way has he ever formally studied stoicism. Right. Yet that man is a stoic through and through. <laughs> he always talks about the loic, locust of control, right? Yes. Stoicism is really uh, at a core of a lot of things in, in, of, uh, I think, successful men and women in business, I think, is behind stoicism. Or even yeah. the, the top chess players, the top, uh, you know, the top athletes, top business people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understanding what we can control and being focused on that because because our minds, I always like to sort of say right path and left path, left road, right road. It's like the the left mm-hmm. road wants to take us down where oh my god, what will happen? And oh, I'm going to fear about this, and and oh, this would be awful, and and w- what if I got sick, or what if my child got sick? All these sorts of stories that only lead us to. Um, stress and, and emotion. I, I got tested for COVID um, because my son, my son's girlfriend, who was also an operator of ours, and my um, w- was was found positive. And and he obviously, given that 
they 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 spent time together um, is it was was found negative, but likely is positive. So so they tested my wife and I, and the doctor tested my pulse and and um and he just goes, is something wrong? Because <laughs> it was just really low. And I go, no, no, nothing's wrong. I'm, I'm just fit. And my pulse is always low. And I so see no reason to be upset or concerned right now. Meaning, you know, I, I just know things are going to be fine. And if they weren't, well, then a high stress pulse rate will not help me right now, right? Completely. I mean, one of the most common questions that I'm getting right now is, you know, like, how are you responding to this, you know, world pandemic? How are you responding to the yes. recent events, right? And, and what's your mindset on this? And, you know, my, my general response is that nothing's really changed for me. Right. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still like, I mean, on a professional sense, the goal is still to position myself in front of people who need painting and earn mm -hmm. their trust. Right. So like the tactics might change, but as far as the actual overall mission goes, professionally, nothing's changed for me. I still want to get in front of people who need painting, mm -hmm. earn their trust and execute on the promises I, I told them. Nothing's Absolutely. changed. Yeah. And yeah. You know, in, in, a, in a personal sense, nothing's changed, right? I still want to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. I still want to act in integrity. Right. right. I want to try and contribute as much as I can to the world and work with others. Nothing's right. changed. My yeah. goals have not changed whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You know, I still want to spend time with my girlfriend, right? I yeah. still want to wake up every morning with a smile. Like nothing's really right. changed because of some world pandemic, right? Right. Hey, leaders. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. And again, I think it's really easy for people to lose track. Now, and just for, for, for our leaders, John is sold at $291,000 as of, again, April 9th. Um, so, so it's possible that had there not been this, there would have been, because you would have had other avenues to market, you would have been further ahead. Your, your goal is still possible to achieve. Yeah, and not by much though. I, I will say that though. I don't want people to think that I would have been way farther ahead. I, I really okay. think that, because I, I have, as far as my sales go, I have not been impacted. Oh, wow. That's yet. fantastic. Yeah. But whether that's to be, to remain constant, I'm not sure. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was booking about $3,700 a day and that's still about right where I'm at. Yeah. Wow. We, and how are you getting your leads then? Uh, you know, it just, it, we obviously have to adapt in business. Right. And so mm -hmm. right now, uh, it's going to be all referrals and repeat clients. Right. Right. And you know, where I'm investing my marketing dollars, you know, I still believe in marketing. Right. Right. A lot of people right now, uh, are cutting their spending and, and help it just relate to, uh, you know, maybe, maybe cause I just read his book, but I, I do think there's so much truth to this. It's that when other people are being cautious, you should be greedy. Right. This is the Warren Buffett quote, of course. Right. 
And, you know, I can't help but think that right now I have maybe potentially one of the greatest opportunities from a direct mail perspective. I may in fact be the only painter in their mailbox right now. Awesome. Yeah. And I may be the only painter that's actively getting referrals because if you're doing good work for people, you know, and you're thanking every client with a bottle of wine, a thank you card, and you're doing right. excellent work, right? Maybe I'm going to spend, like, for example, today, actually, I'll give a, a very brief example. So I was with one of my crews and, you know, I looked up at this guy's house and we're only doing just a certain portion of his house because, you know, he's selling it and, you know, and so, I, you know, he's, he wanted to limit his budget, but there was right. like this one little wall, like, you know, we're talking about a, maybe a five foot wall in the second story that just didn't really look that good. And it wasn't right. included in the original quote. You know, I was looking at the ground. I thought to myself, you know, if I was going to buy this house, everything looks great. But that one little wall is the only thing for some reason that like we didn't include. I said, I just throw it on. Right. And it's going to cost me, we had enough paint. It's yes. going to cost an hour of labor. And that was pretty generous to my painter. Realistically, the budget should have been half an hour, but right. you know, an hour. And so that's 15, 25 plus labor burdens. What, like 18, 18, 34 that I'm going to spend? Right. $18 and 30 cents is what I'm going to spend on marketing. Yes. Hey, client, that wasn't included, but I think it would be best in your best interest for us to do that. We threw that to in. To me, that's marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. I'm just going to be investing a lot more money into my clients. Right. Um, I think I was just talking to a, a franchisee from Winnipeg, um, Manitoba, and I was talking to him about how I think I'm going to have more door knockers this year than any other year. And we're not going to be knocking on their doors. It's no longer socially acceptable for me to hire someone to knock on someone's door. Right. But it's still socially acceptable for a friend to knock on a friend's door. Mm -hmm. So I'm going with that. Right. I plan on getting every single one of my clients to phone their friends, knock on their friend's doors for me. Oh, okay. That's where I'm going to invest my money as I'm going to invest it in my clients and I'm going to allow my clients to do the marketing for me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It also, I think is going to be socially, uh, responsible right now right now in Ontario and Quebec we are not allowed to uh we're not part of the services that can paint so so but we believe that eventually we're going to be allowed to paint and and, sure. and window clean but we i also believe that it will be socially responsible to talk to people in your neighborhood oh we're just over here and and be you know focused around people in your neighborhood for sure you know so so those are things as well that can make a difference so but but again again for our leaders it's we're focused on, again, the locus of control that we can have, taking all the noise, taking all the, oh, this may have an in impact on, on my life. Again, it's like, well, hold on. We're sitting here. It's an afternoon. It's an uh, afternoon for you as well. It's, it's, uh, it's a wonderful day, right? And yes, there's a global pandemic, right? But it's, it's, not, it's not drawing all sorts of, uh, of bad ideas and bad thoughts into our, into our business, right? Like that's really, that's really what it's about. And, and we, we thought the same the thing. Yeah. Well, just, just to comment, um, uh, Facebook spending's down five times right now because people aren't marketing, you know? So it's, you're, you're, you pointed exactly to, it's like, well, hold on. This is, this, these are things that we can go do to market our business. Yeah, well, totally. I mean, I think that we always have the opportunity. I mean, it doesn't matter what you throw at me, right? Mm -hmm. there, like, uh, you can't take away my ability to tell the truth. Right. Like, only I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Only I can control the impressions that I have on the world. You can't force me to do that. Mm -hmm. You can't. It's just not mm -hmm. possible. You can't get in my brain and force me to do something, right? You can manipulate me. But you, right. can't, you can't actually force me to lie. Only yeah. I can do that. Absolutely. Right? Only I can choose to relinquish the control over my mind. Right. Only I can do that. So as far as I'm concerned, nothing's changed. I mean, I'm still only focusing on the things I can control, which the pandemic is not changing my mind. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so one thing I wanted to jump back to actually was, was just um, really, again, not so much your podcast, but more just the whole concept of a weekly call. And I remember me discovering the weekly call. Um, Amber yeah. had reached out to Austin, who reached out to Devin Button, another of our top performers out in St. John's. And it was like, wow, you guys are talking. And, 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 yeah. it's, and, and then the accountability that set up when people mm. speak and have relationships. So maybe you could speak to that and what that provides for you, uh, again, outside of the podcast and, and what yeah. that's meant for you, um, you know, as, as a leader, as a young business person, really making, it, uh, making a big impact in the world. Group projects in, in uh, school is where I'm going to go with this. Okay. You know, when we, when I, every time I, I got into a group, okay, I always took it on as my responsibility that I want to make sure everyone that is in this group, that we get the highest mark. Right. That's what I want to do. Not only because right. I want the highest mark, but I want to make sure they know what it feels like to, to win. Okay. And so the accountability that I have with the podcast is just that, is that, you know, these people are listening to our podcast and they're doing it because they, they want to get better. And I think that's mm -hmm. amazing. Like, that's so um, like there's so few things in like uh, you know you think about uh, like a, you know random entertainment show people aren't listening to the entertainment show they're not watching a Netflix show necessarily to be better right, right. that's not yeah. the audience per se but yeah. my audience is that right yeah. we have I forget the numbers like you know but we basically have more than a lecture hall of people listening to us right right and and they're they're there to to learn and so right. I take it you know it's my responsibility to make sure that I'm learning as well because I want to make sure that I can always offer them the best information that I can offer, right? And right. I want to always be uh, true to my word, right? If I say that these are things I'm doing, then you can you can be rest assured that I'm doing it with you. And, and a good example actually was uh, just this last uh, this last week, we had a two-week quarantine challenge where, uh, I'm not sure if you heard about this. I heard about it, yes. Yes, and um, you know, so I, I uh, we ended up, uh, we ended up running like, I think as a group, we ended up running like, over 500 kilometers there was a uh, 20 i think 16 people on the podcast right i think there was even more people beyond that but you know because i always think about like you know if you impact one person you sort of impact their friends in a sense right for sure why you know, are you doing I, this uh, you're doing a, you're you're running a half marathon why are you doing this oh i'm doing this because of this yeah, totally right you, you know yeah. and, you know there's a couple of funny conversations you know i phone i text a buddy and say hey uh, let's run a marathon and he'd say okay like you know you know, cause I run an annual marathon in, in August for boat cruise and, right. and, uh, you know, they're thinking, okay, that's when John's thinking, you know, I said, no, we're going to do it in two weeks. Right. Right. And no shit. I had two friends who, uh, Riley in Calgary and Jacob also in Calgary, two top franchisees. They're both going to do excellent numbers this year. Um, they both ran a full marathon in two weeks, no training. Wow. And, uh, I ran 49 kilometers, uh, Austin, Amher, they all ran half marathon, right? There's right. a Brooklyn ran. I mean, so many people ran a half marathon. So many franchisees, and it was just so good for all of us to get up off of our, uh, you know, off our asses, like student works to say, right? Go, yeah. I don't know if you guys <laughs> Go, have yeah. that you bet. Yeah. And uh, just just work hard, right? And and realize that, you know, I was trying to get across in in, in this too in this challenge is that this is not just a two week challenge. This is a fifty two year challenge. Right. Right. This is a fifty two year thing. Like congrats. Congratulations that you've pushed yourself for two weeks. Okay, now keep going for 52 years, right? Like we want to hold each other accountable to be the best versions of ourselves because, you know, when I, when I run, like, oh, it's so devastating. It's, you got to be careful with this. But when I, you know, when I was running that 49K, you know, I'm thinking to myself, there's a version of myself that's running a little bit faster right now. Okay. <laughs> right. And I'm, it, it's just, 
just, it bugs me. Cause I'm like, ah, like, you know, so I'm always wanting to push a little bit more, right? Like every time I'm walking a little bit, right. Just the rest. It's like, ah, oh, but there's a version of myself that continued running, right? There's a version of myself that ran that hill. They didn't yeah. walk it, right? There's a yeah. version of myself that, you know, maybe came down that hill a bit faster or whatever, right? And um, I don't know if you ever played video games growing up and, and like the analogy I always use is like a, like a racetrack and right. the racing games where you would finish the first lap and then there would be a ghost car, okay? And, uh, and, and so you would see this ghost car race and you try and beat your own, your own time. Right. Oh, I see. Okay. It's, it's endless. Right. Cause every time you do a new lap, there's a new ghost car that you have to try and mimic. I see. You're never going to beat that guy. Right? right. So that's why I said it's a dangerous thing to play is that you have to be careful. Not, well, not well too far and, and I, you know, one of the things that, that, that again, for, for our leaders listening and, and again, for me, I'm, I, I do this podcast for um, the leaders and we've had 50,000 downloads and it's, and it's like for them to go and, Hey, what can I do to make a difference in my life? And it's, and it's that way of thinking um, about how can I be better tomorrow? How can I be a better version of myself tomorrow? Um, one of the things that I saw when I started coming out of university and getting into full-time life is that people start to make excuses about their physical fitness, about their diet, mm. about, about you know, all sorts of things. And, and for me, it was, it was always, no, that's just, that's just not going to work for me, you know? And, and, and so it's like, what, why does the average person have to put on so much weight? Why does the average person have to become, um, you know, so less fit, um, you know, and, and that just doesn't make sense. And, and, you know, yes, there's no question that life in many ways gets more challenging, you know, kids, businesses get bigger or roles get bigger, community involvement, but, it's, it, it really is stories that get in the way of our success. Sure. Completely. Like, like, uh, not to, not, I know you don't mean it this way, but I'm going to kind of critique that a little bit. In sure. the sense that, you know, even the way you presented that, like, you know, there's, you know, as life goes on, you get more challenges. Those are just merely opportunities. Challenges yeah. are opportunities, right? Absolutely. And there's actually a great book on uh, stoicism that I recommend for everyone. I recommend books lightly, but it's called Obstacle is the Way, right? Yes. Obstacle is I've the read way that one. Yes. By Ryan absolutely. Holiday. Love Challenges it. are opportunities. That's essentially yeah. what the book is, right? And mm. so kids are an opportunity, right? They're not a challenge. They're, I mean, yes, they are a challenge, but they're an opportunity, right? All of these difficult things that come up in your life, they're, they're just merely opportunities. Yes. And you always have that opportunity. And then one other thing that you had said too, is that, you know, how can we always improve for tomorrow? And sure, we want to improve for tomorrow, but we actually want to improve right now. Right. Because we don't live in tomorrow. Yeah, you'll never live, live tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. You'll, ne you'll, you'll never be a next week. Yeah. Right? And everyone always talks about this mystical someday. Everyone talks yeah. about next week I'll do this. Tomorrow I'll do that. Tomorrow I'll be better. But yeah. ultimately, the only thing that you live and you lose is the present. Yeah. Right? Think of it like a river that's flowing, right? And you, and you pinpoint just one drop of water in that river, right? Yeah. It's gone. Absolutely. There's another, it's gone. Yeah. It's, the, for sure. It's always flowing, right? Yeah. Life is like a, is, is like a river. And I know that's like all like whatever feels, but life has changed in that sense that we only can live the present. So we need to be better right now, right? Mm -hmm. In this conversation, I need to be better. Yes. And the conversations I have always, you want to be better. Yes. Every present moment, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I think you're, 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 you're so, you're so right. And, and that is something really to get. And again, a lot of that, you know, with a meditation practice, with a, mm. um, 
you know, some of the, the, the work that you get to do at, a, at programs like Landmark or Tony Robbins or really getting aware yeah. of, of just, you know, just again, all that, all that really ever happens is now, you know, and just getting that, you know, the power of now, I'm not sure if you've read Eckhart Tolle, um, uh, no. Have you read? No. Okay. Oh, no. he's, he's fantastic. You would really enjoy him. Um, basically a, uh, a thinker, he was struggling with his mental health, um, literally wanted to kill himself mm. until it's like he says he broke, but he didn't break and go into an insane asylum. He broke and recognized that it was just an illusion that he was creating himself, that he was, you know, he was creating all this stress for himself. And he, yes. he, 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 he went, I don't have any of this stress. Like this is just all an illusion. And, and he was, yeah. he was very, very intelligent. Like I think a PhD student or, 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 or something. And so basically he spent the next year and a half on a park bench in just absolute bliss until he said, no, you know what I got to do is I've got to go and describe what I've done and go out into the world. And he's been on Oprah and written all sorts of best-selling books, and and he's just been a phenomenal change about one more person trying to get this concept out. So Eckhart Tolle, T O L L E, um, the power of now, and he's written another book as well. Uh, I can't remember mm -hmm. that, but but really, really recommended that, that yeah. whole whole concept of of just trying to get people to really, again, understand that all there is, is right now. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, cause you know, we're always like, we've got back to the learning thing, right? Cause this is so important. The whole reason why you learn, right. And this was what I was trying to get across with the whole, the formal practice versus the, the real life application, right. Is that right. the whole reason why you learn is so that you can then be presented with these opportunities to actually apply this learn, right. Right. This learning. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, it's not that I, I mean, I don't crave for client interactions that are negative, right? I right. don't want to have an upset client. Right. But like when an upset client happens, I sort of get giddy. I'm like, oh, sweet. Okay. Like right. I get to, right. I get to solve this problem. Like this is fun. Right. Right. Now, I right. mean, of course I'd rather have happier conversations, but fortunately just due to statistics, I mean, you're going to have a certain amount of people who are unhappy, but then you can then view that as an opportunity to then, uh, to use what you have learned and apply the systems of student works painting, right? Uh, and see where the, the breakdown happened, right? right? Most likely it's because you didn't uh, talk to your client uh, at the end of each day, right? Well, daily and it's interesting as well, just, just in terms of, you know, we don't request these challenges. And if you're living, you're going to receive them. So yes. I've, I've, I've been oh, spending a bunch of time uh, speaking to, you know, uh, you know, and again, one of the things that ends up happening when there are challenges in your life, you increase the cadence that you talk to those most important people in your life. Okay. So you just increase the cadence. So the, my smartest and wisest and most successful friends, I'm talking to more and I'm, and I'm checking in, okay, what are you doing and how are you handling this? Oh, yes. and how are you handling that? Right. And so, so the, the, the key there is, is that we are going to have black swan events the rest of our life. But it's interesting, those friends who I've been through this with, and, and, and again, we've had like every decade, there's some type of major black swan event that you just couldn't have expected and it comes and whacks you. Every one of my friends is like, and of course they're, they're yes, the world will be different or yes, this may be different or yes, but they're all planning for that future and acting right now and having a great de degree of confidence about their ability to, to be successful. So, so it's, it's, it's understanding that again, all those times in the gym, or I know you're a runner, all those times running just make me a better runner. 
And so that if, yes. if I put more challenges on, I can just do better. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Hit it on the nail. Yeah. 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 So, so anything you'd like to share with our young leaders on this podcast, John? Everything that I've been saying. I mean, that, okay. you know, I'm pretty consistent with what I, with what I say. I mean, um, one thing I, I would comment on what you, with, with, with what you just said was that uh, you increase the cadence mm-hmm. right? and, and, and the frequency that you consult with these people in these hard times, you know, and it's so true. I mean, the, the copy of meditations by Marcus Aurelius, I mean, you know, it's been opened more times in the last couple of weeks than it maybe has in the last couple of years. And, you know, that's even maybe worth a bit of a reflection in the sense that, you know, it's interesting how we choose to nourish ourselves properly in difficult times, but when times are good, we forget. And uh, I think that we call that complacency. Do we not? Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. This is, this is another reason why, well, here's, here's an interesting one for you. So all of these people that are complaining about how we can no longer cold call are the same people that complained that they, ha- that they don't like cold calling before. <laughs> right? And so this isn't just another way to learn yes. is that we need to uh, take advantage of the opportunities in front of us always. Right. And that's what I would offer to everyone that's listening to this is that right now, even before the pandemic, now we're in this pandemic, you still have opportunities and you need to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're still going to be the same person, right? The people that were complaining about the opportunities and how there's no opportunities before this pandemic are now still complaining about how there's no opportunities. Yeah. There's going to be the same people that after this pandemic are still complaining of no opportunities. Right. There's always opportunities and take advantage of them and you'll do just fine. And sure, the results might get swayed a little bit. Like, you know, I, my goal is 750,000. I still believe it's definitely possible. But at the end of the day, I'm just trying to do the best I can right now. Yes. Yeah. The goals, the goals, the goal, you know, and, and we're pretty clear that the, the goal that we set is, is becoming um, unlikely uh, just because of the, the conditions that we're in. But that doesn't mean that we don't go, you know, fiercely, uh, you know, in committedly every day to everything that we can do. You know, and 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 with the best mindset, uh, best vision possible, best strategies possible that we're allowed to do uh, in a socially responsible way, and also in a legal way. Socially so, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, and and frankly, it's you know, well, both of those things are really important, you know, because sometimes, sometimes, you know, again, what we may think is socially responsible, someone may think is differently, just because there's always a, there's always a, you know, I guess a. A pendulum about what people Always. may think is, you know, okay behavior. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I love that. And, uh, and, and so one final question is my favorite question, you know, uh, and our last question, every podcast, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, uh, John, what do you think of? I think of Marcus Aurelius. Okay. I think of a man who ultimately in my mind is the ideal in the sense that you know, this, this is the most, probably the most powerful man in human history. And, you know, he had every temptation to think about just as a basic man that you are and that I am mm-hmm. just the, the, just the general temptations that you and I have. Right. You and I are so limited in our power. Right. But think about how the snap of your fingers, anything you want is in front of you. He was the leader of the world, essentially. Right. Right. You're the leader of a, of a, you know, of a painting company. I'm the leader First, of a small, exactly. That's right. painting company. That's right. This man had everything available to him and yet he still chose to focus on integrity and be the best man he could. 
And so I always just think of Marcus Aurelius as the, as the leader of tomorrow. Yeah. That's awesome. And so if you were, if you were looking to, uh, I guess I'm asking another question, but it's okay. It's a follow-up question on the last one. Um, but books by Marco, Marcus Aurelius, or what, what would you recommend uh, for leaders who are interested in learning more about Stoicism or Marcus? What, what would you recommend? I would recommend reading the books by Ryan Holiday. They're the most okay. accessible and they they were designed for people who, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty quirky guy. Like, I mean, right. most people aren't really wanting to just, you know, dedicate their lives to studying Stoic philosophy. Right. So right. And that's just not a thing. Whereas, you know, for the random consumer um, who just wants to try and get in, get the message and get out. Um, Ryan Holiday's books are fantastic. There's the obstacle is the way ego is the enemy. Um, the daily stoic and there's a stoic journal, but just start with the obstacle is the way. Yeah. And uh, listen to podcasts as well. I mean, there's, t- there's dozens of free podcasts. You don't even have to spend money on books right now. So yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Well, I've read both of the, the both of the books you recommended by by Ryan Holiday is just an easy access point as 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 you mentioned to uh, to to stoicism. And again, I think it really is a great it's a great way of thinking. It's a great lens on the world. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, John, I, I really want to thank you for. Uh, coming on our podcast. I also want to just acknowledge you for just who you're becoming, like really as, you know, really taking your yourself seriously as a leader. I know you're, you and Austin and Emma are really going out about and, and, and really making a difference on your podcast. And it's really great. Like I, I obviously I'm a, I'm a podcaster, but I'm a podcast listener even more yes. importantly. Right. I, I, you know, and I just, I just love that, that, they're about people who want to learn more, who, who really, again, get connected to the host, get connected to, to um, the, I guess, the themes of the pods and, and, and are really interested and interesting to them. So, 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 yeah. uh, so again, I, I, love your, I love your pod and, and teaching accountability and teaching leadership or, or not, you know, teaching it, discussing it, you know, holding each other accountable to, to live in a really big life. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And, and your podcast is excellent. And, and the company that you work for, I know that it's a different company technically, but exactly, but we're idea. similar values, I mean, you bet. Yeah, I mean, I, over the last six years, I've, you know, this has been my life has been student works painting and trying to get better. So I, you know, I, I thank people like you who made it. So I appreciate you. Awesome. Okay, well, take care, John. You have a fantastic day. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye. Hey, leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.